Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. It's a game night. The Edmonton Oilers, the Arizona Coyotes. Oilers 10 4 1. Arizona rolls in with an 8 4 1 record. Darcy Camper. 942 save percentage. The Coyotes, the number two defensive team in the NHL. Miko Koskinen starts for the Oilers. He's 5 and 1 on the season. 922 save percentage. Third star of the week, Mike Smith, winning the last two starts for the Oilers. We're going to go to our Oilers now. Headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We're going to see if they can make this work here. Back in the chorus building. Do we have John Shannon, our NHL insider? John, you there? Brendan, we'll have to transfer John over to a phone line. All right. Uh, Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years with 14 Edmonton and area locations to serve you. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is old school big boy pizza. Old, it's old school big boy pizza, and the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Again, Royal Pizza still making it great. Let's try this again. Uh, Brendan, do we now have John on board? I believe we got him. I can hear him. Shuffle. Hey, Bob. Hey, John, how are you? Doing great. Well, now we know that when we do these remotes on these timelines, we can't have two separate guys on tie lines. Sorry about that, but uh, wonderful of you to do the show. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. This is going to be an interesting matchup tonight. The ten four and one Oilers and the eight four and one Arizona Coyotes. The Oilers shouldn't be sleeping on the Coyotes, and I don't expect them to. Edmonton making a couple line changes. Uh, Zach Cassian off the unit with McDavid and Drysaddle. Alex Chase on getting a look there. Obviously, John uh, Dave Tippett trying to get the Oilers uh, Chase on going offensively. Well, I, I mean, I, we all know that there's a bit of history and uh, with with Alex's great year last year with Connor, so that's a positive. Uh, I, I, and I also think that the, it, it's a it's a real reflection in my mind of that uh, they think that uh, Zach can help that second line, and I don't view it as a demotion for him at all, but. It, Cassian truly has, in, in many ways, become a, a top, top six forward for this hockey club and done some pretty good things. Well, it's interesting because he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I know I was talking to a couple of the visiting media today just talking about that dimension of unpredictability that Cassian brings as well when he's in that top six role. John, we've got 15 games. The Oilers haven't had a fight in the regular season. Like It's a different game today, and we're going to hit on something a little bit later on. I think you know where we're going to go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it is a, a very uh, different type of uh, hockey. Any concerns that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is at one goal, or does that happen once in a while with some of the better players in the league? I, I mean, I, I think everybody goes through these swoons. I mean, maybe Connor doesn't go through a swoon or Leon doesn't go through a swoon, but I, I think most people do. Uh, I also think that when you when you look at the responsibilities that Dave Tippett is trying to put on certain players, uh, I think that there might be a little more responsibility from, um, from Tippett to Nugent Hopkins 
uh, to play a little more strong defensively, and that might be something that uh, takes away from the offensive side. Uh, it's difficult to complain about uh, about Nugent Hopkins not scoring when his line mate most of the time has done some of that good sto- that scoring and a double-digit goal scorer in James Neal. So, um, it, overall contribution, I don't I don't think anybody should be really concerned about Ryan Nugent Hopkins' overall contribution to this hockey club right now. All right, uh, you mentioned Connor and Leon and. You were, you, you know, you've been around a lot the last couple of years, so no one has to educate you on how good Leon Drysaddle is. But has there been a bit of an education process take place with the hockey world in general? Just the fact that Drysaddle's tied for the NHL leading goal scoring um, and is second in the NHL in points right now. Uh, there always will be an education when the team travels east. Uh, there's no coincidence that he's the player of the week when he scores an overtime goal in Pittsburgh on a Saturday afternoon. Um, And it's, you know, it's one of those ones where it it drives a lot of people nuts, but it's a reality of of playing in the mountain time zone and uh, two-thirds of the population are in the eastern time zone and and two-thirds of the media are in the eastern time zone. But... I think the hockey world, I think people within the hockey world and with the clubs understand his value. Uh, and I think there's a ton of people trying to figure out exactly uh, who and what Leon is. And, you know, the 50 goals last year got a little bit of notice. And his great start this year obviously have a, has a tremendous amount of notice when they're taking, and it's taking a ton of pressure off Connor. Hey, I'm going to go to a, a text that we got here from Dan and Okotoks on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, John. Says my great aunt has been a PA Raiders season ticket holder forever. She said Leon is a fine young man and he's going to be one of the best when he was 16. I thought the okay. Dan adds, I thought the old girl was slipping because the only Raider that she liked as much was that nice American boy Mike Medano. Just just so everybody remembers this, because I think a lot of people forget when Medano went number one in the draft. He yep. went back to junior after that year. He did, and then came out the next year. And guess how many 50 goal seasons Mike Bonanno had? As great a player, he's a Hall of Fame player, right? Guess how many 50 goal seasons Mike Bonanno had in his NHL career? I don't think he had any. Did he? He, he got he got to 50 once. Oh, he did. Eh? Okay. Yeah, I was with. Well, I, was, I, I was with Mike for a couple of years with the North Stars, so right. I should probably I should probably know that. I, you know, it's it's funny when when you think about that team um, in in PA and Josh Morrissey was part of that team. He's had a pretty good career so far in Winnipeg and and then Leon and Josh went and played in Kelowna, right? And, and took them to the Memorial right. Cup. I think I think that there's a lot of people that knew um, how good Leon Dreisaitl was going to be. I really do. I, and I think uh, you got to give Craig McTavish some credit. He made no secrets right at the draft. I remember sitting with him in, I think it was Philadelphia, right, Bob? It was the Philly um, draft. Oh, yep. And he, and he said uh, we were walking through the, uh, the lobby of the hotel the day before. He says, I'm taking Dreisaitl. I'm not changing my mind. I'm taking if, no, no, if he's there. Because remember, well, but Buffalo. No, but the, the, yeah, I know, but Buffalo wasn't, Timmy wasn't changing. Um, and uh, to me, that was he. he they, they ever most teams have the math done and have the sure the, the information done, and they know who's available. He, they figured the dry saddle was going to be there, and, and he was. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the Sabres had taken five straight Europeans uh, with first round picks the three previous years. 
And yeah. so they were they were looking west, but not for the German. And nope. and uh, I, I John, I saw Leon play a bunch down the stretch. I thought he was gonna. I thought he could be 25, 50, 75. I didn't see the 50 goal score in him. And I think that's something, even, I think even Leon, we ran a clip earlier today about his game evolving because he plays with Connor and there's so much attention to Connor. And it's kind of funny because you still have, we still have, I don't know, 12 to 15% of the texters to the show. Oh, until Dreisaitl carries his own line. When you have that dynamic duo together for me, just play him, man. Just play him. Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I do suspect when this team gets deeper, when it gets deeper, when, it, when you do have another top six forward or you have, you have some, some opportunities, I do suspect they'll, they'll separate them. Um, you know, the, the, the magic is, Bob, is they're always going to play together on power play. Uh, they're always going to play together in three-on-three and three overtime. Uh, so, and how effective have they been in overtime? I mean, it's been magnificent to watch the last two or three years. Uh, so from that perspective, playing on that same line, that whole concept right now, it works. I think before their careers are over, we're going to be talking about the one, two punch, uh, just as, uh, we've seen in Pittsburgh with the one, two punch when Malkin is healthy and Sid is there and, and, and other teams like that. All right, so Nugent Hopkins has got a year left in his deal. What happens to him? Or does can't, he... we just en- can, can't we just enjoy the, the 10-4-1? Can, can we do that? There we go. Well, I'm, all right, <laughs> I'm just having fun with you. Uh, I want to talk about a couple other topics around the league. I, well, that's, before I do, I want to. we got to hit on the goaltending. What was Pat Burns' oh. infamous line? Goaltending 70% of hockey, unless you don't have it, then it's 100% yeah. of hockey. You know, I was uh, I, I was with Kenny on on Saturday at the, the uh, Jim Gregory funeral, uh, and uh, we were walking out. And I said, "Have you checked the score yet?" Uh, and he says, uh, "Scoreless, it's scoreless." And I I started to talk about uh, certain people, and he says, "Hey, listen, our goaltending, our goaltending has has done an amazing job." And he talked about uh, in so many ways, and you've seen it firsthand, Bob. He talked about the maturity of Mike Smith. You know, there were times in, in Mike's career uh, that uh, his temper got the best of him and his inability to focus got the, the best of him. We haven't seen that this year. And I think that, uh, I, you know, and, and speaking from experience, as you grow older, you grow more mature. And I think that uh, I think that Mike Smith is a much more mature person, much more mature goaltender, even compared to last year. And I think that's a big plus for the Oilers. Well, it's no question it's been apart. All right, we're going to have a, f- a little bit of fun on a couple different topics, John. John Shannon, our NHL insider. Uh, another text here. We're going to go to uh, where did he go? Okay, here it is. Kyle from Sangudo says, Bob. This is Where's Sangudo? Where's Sangudo? Just out towards sort of Drayton Valley-esque, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, now I'm gonna. Now I feel bad that I don't know. Now why not? It's further north. It's out that way west, Bob. But it's further north than Drayton Valley. Further north. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Brendan. The kid from BC tells me where. You know, I had. To hey, the kid. Listen, the kids from the Okanagan are running the show today. Let's get that straight. Okay. Evidently, that's the case. Breaking news: This text comes in from Kyle from Sangudo. The Calgary Flames have appealed the Lucic suspension, requesting 
a 12-game suspension instead, or at least an autographed James Neal jersey, which is the, 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 I know, it's such an unfair sentiment that's out there right now. I got to tell you, John, I grew up at a time where if you skated in and poked the goaltender, even in men's league, you were going to get punched in the face. I know we're at a different place. It's probably the right call, but we do live in a different world, don't we? Oh, totally. Uh, Mind you, hey, listen, the Calgary Flames won that game going away on Saturday in Columbus. They won it going away. And so the question becomes, the question becomes, is what impact did Lucic have? What impact did that event have on the game? And I mean, I, I didn't watch enough of the game to, uh, to to have a judgment, but there is something about that that certainly helps the Calgary Flames. And this was this was the goal that they wanted. I'm not sitting here defending Brad for living or even Milan Lucic, because I, as you said, the game has changed. I don't think they've, they've made it clear. They've made it clear to Milan in a number of times that that stuff will not be tolerated and the game has evolved but at the same time when you need toughness as the flames did and you can get lucic as they did what difference can he make and particularly if they make the playoffs what does it happen what happens to a type of guy in the playoffs yeah yeah well he's not he's not here for the regular season he's not (laughs) you saw how they got pushed around even by colorado in that five game series He's there. He's there. Assuming that they make the playoffs, he's there to provide a level of toughness in April, May, and June. Uh, there you go. Well, you know what? You know my feelings. I want to see Milan be successful. I don't want to see. I don't ever want to see a former Edmonton Oilers player fail. I laughed right because uh, the Ryan Nugent Hopkins wedding took place this summer, and you got. Uh, you know, Justin Schultz there, and, and and Justin and Ryan remain good friends, and there's people saying, don't trade Nuge. There was these shirts that were made and stuff. Don't trade Nuge. Like, he's a, he's a, in this league, he's a terrific second-line center that's fighting it a bit offensively. It's actually improved in face-off circles, right? I'm not a guy, but when it comes to Schultz, I'm happy Justin Schultz has found a successful role in Pittsburgh. And I hope in the case for Milan, John, he finds a successful role with Calgary, and I think... You know, there's no expectation for him to score. There is one for James Neal, and so far, so good, I guess, for both teams. All right. Speaking of former Oilers making the news this past week, Taylor Hall, story has broken today saying that Darren Ferris, who also represents Philip Broberg, had Ryan Mantha, who the Oilers signed uh, as a uh, 20-year-old out of junior that's career got shut down due to an eye issue, uh, blood clot challenge. Um Darren Ferris to meet with uh, Ray Shiro. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, to me, New Jersey's in the driver's seat on this. They're going to have the first crack at Taylor. Did you read anything into um, some of the, you know, Taylor's comment last week? To me, the only thing that, that maybe should have happened, John, is I think Taylor was trying to cover for his team's goaltending, which has been horrific, and, and maybe suggesting the fans shouldn't boo a power play that's one for three in a game. In other words, we need as much positive momentum as we can get going here. But give me your take on where they're at right now. Well, obviously, I think the frustration of what's going on in, in New Jersey, you know, bubbled up and, and got the, the best of the fans and got the best of Taylor. Uh, if I'm Ray Shiro... Uh, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I, uh, there, uh, there's actually a part of that leadership that Hall has has uh, shown that says, listen, we want a guy that wants to be here, and I think that Taylor does want to be there uh, under the right circumstances when you talk about a new deal. 
so, so from that perspective, I don't have any issue. I don't have any issue with what the fans did because they're a little ticked off because the team hasn't played very well. Taylor's ticked off because the team hasn't played well. And you're right, Corey Schneider hasn't. I mean, I'd shudder to think where they'd be without Mackenzie Blackwood. And I never thought it, that's a sentence I thought I'd never, ever, ever say in my life. Um, so from that perspective, uh, this is just a small blip. And I think that, uh, you know, Darren Ferris and Ray Sherrill, I think they're meeting in Calgary uh, on this trip. Uh, I, I think from that perspective, it'll it'll probably be uh, ironed out and what, they'll figure something out, whether Taylor is uh, going to be a devil for long term. And I think you're right. The devils are in the driver's seat. All right, John, great stuff. We'll hook up Wednesday. Yes, sir. 150 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to listen in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 153 in Edmonton. Darcy Camper, 7-1-3 in his career. A 2.06 goals against average and a 9.28 save percentage starts tonight for Arizona. That's his numbers against Edmonton. Miko Koskinen in his career, 2-0-1. A 1.64 goals against average and a 9.47 save percentage against Arizona. So two goalies with great career numbers. McDavid, 17 points, 14 career games against the Coyotes. Uh, Dreisaitl, four goals, 19 points in 23 career games against Arizona and plus nine. All right, to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now for great second-half road trips coming up to Chicago and Florida. Both packages include great uh, game tickets. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Mr. Escott, what do you got? Back in 1988 on this day, the Oilers down the Buffalo Sabres 7-3 at Northlands Coliseum, getting a goal and three assists from both Jimmy Carson and Mark Messier. Essa Tikkanen had a pair of goals, and Grant Fierce stopped 19 of 22 for the win. All right. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. A lot of you are not happy with me. Uh, Bob, Tim, uh, passing along that Sangudo is on its way to White Court. How do you not know that? It's on its way to White Court and Grand Prairie. Is that up Highway number 43? Is that the highway out there? I think I've been on it over the years. Anyhow, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Pre-game show tonight at uh, 5.30. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Edmonton and the Arizona Coyotes. A reminder that Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that work in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.